Hello. Hello. Hi, Jeff. Uh, hi, Amber. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, glad I got to uh, connect with you now. Yes. Same here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy to spread the message. Yeah, I'm glad. You know, it's great uh, with the uh, you know the internet and social media to connect with people from all over the place. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if we could get, uh, if you want me to talk about myself a little bit or what I'm, why I'm doing this, or do you just want to get started? What, what, uh... Sure, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more, and then... Sure. Um, yeah, really, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm originally from the Philadelphia area, but now I'm in um, the Miami area, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I have some of my own trauma history from experiencing emotional abuse and physical abuse and some sexual abuse for my father. And, um, um, I mean, that sort of factored in me wanting to become a therapist and, and sort of recently, I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't really, um, trying to, um, I don't know, really, uh, be open with these things, but I, after like real recently, I just feel that there's been this, um, there's been more of a shift in the consciousness of everybody being more open to trauma and me myself being more open to personally and learning about the, some of the science behind it. And I, I really, I really feel it's important really for my own healing and for the whole healing of, of the whole planet, I think to be more open about these things and, and talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for helping create social change by talking about it and, by collaborating with me and you know that's one of the most thing important things that I emphasize is that when we speak up that that's how we create a culture of consent right. you know by normalizing this conversation and these conversations shouldn't be taboo or secretive or anything to be ashamed of you know right. so yeah um, especially for males so I really commend you on what you're doing to help the community. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, like what you just said, and I think that's, I mean, I'm sure you understand this, that uh, when, when abuse happens, when there's abuse that's going on, there's always other people uh, outside the situation, you know, family members, friends, or just, you know, bystander, bystander you know, bystanders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, I'm having a hard time saying that, but uh, yeah, that mm-hmm. allow it to happen, that there's always other people that allow the thing to go on, and that's... that's True. Yeah. Very true. Well, I appreciate you for for setting this up and for the amazing work you're doing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you could just—I mean, I like people to that I interview to just talk about like a quote that inspires their work. That's one of the things I like to do in the beginning. Yeah, and just talk about what your name, who you are, and where you're located, and what uh, what you're doing. Okay, cool. Um, Let's see. Well, my name is Amber Moore, and um, I'm the founder of Stop Rape Educate, which is um, an arts organization that educates about sexual violence. But more recently, I've been moving into a new campaign called Creating Consent Culture. And that's what I've been doing since January 2016, where, um, you know, my, my work now is just more solution based so, um, you know, I'm just really just sort of focused on two areas of, of my work right now. And the first area that I'm working on is uh, creating a culture of consent um, and giving consent workshops at different schools or for different organizations. Um, and then the other aspect of my work is teaching holistic healing to survivors of sexual assault. 
Um, so I'm technically based out of uh, San Francisco, but I travel so frequently. I'm not there that often, and um, you know, so I'm I'm just based in the states, and I I, I do travel abroad several times a year for this work. Um, and a quote that inspires me, uh, um, uh, I, I really just live by Gandhi's quote, be the change you wish to see in the world. Um, so, you know, everything I, I teach and preach, I also try to implement it in my own life. Um, it, there's one thing to just have the knowledge and it's another thing to apply it. Right. Uh, and so I do think it's very important that um, it's also, I think it's just really important as a, like a tool of social change is not like telling people what they need to do, but demonstrating what right. they need to do. So they can see and just follow in your, your lead. So I'm, I'm applying this to my life in, in a lot of different areas um, as far as being the change. Um, I'm, uh, I started w- working on body love and self love. Um, you know, it might not seem related, but it's pretty important uh, for us women who have been shamed to look certain ways. Um, so I've been growing out my body hair as a form of self love and ex- self expression. Um, I have been working on my own healing as well because I I can't uh, pretend that things are honky dory. Right. Not necessarily. Um, and so I'm working on my healing as I move forward in my work. Um, and um, and let me, also... Let me ask you, but like, what, do you find the work you're doing itself healing? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's like my main form of therapy is just uh, helping others. Um, you know, there's a lot of creative aspects to my job, you know, as far as writing or art, artistic things that I can do. And so there's so many different forms of therapies that sneak in just in, in my work, you know, so it's very fulfilling. Yeah. Where, where, uh, what, uh, where'd you grow up? What part of the country? Uh, I grew up in, I lived in Ohio until I was 17 and I, I left Ohio when I was 17 and I've only been back twice since then. Uh, I'm really more of just a, um, just cause I lived there doesn't really explain much about me cause I've been to so many other countries around the world. I've always, I always wanted to leave Ohio. <laughs> what part of Ohio? Akron. Okay. Like, uh, LeBron James, is he from Akron? Or, no. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Well, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, and, and what like you said, the uh, the first uh, your first thing your I mean not the first thing, but the first one you mentioned was the uh, uh, campaign to stop right educate right. Yes. Mm-hmm. How, can you tell a little bit the story about how that came to um, fruition? Yes, I started stop right educate after I was sexually assaulted in New York City in two thousand. 14 and I reported the incident to the NYPD and they just seemed to not take it seriously. Um, one of the officers seemed like, you know, well, first of all, when I reported it, eight officers showed up and six of them just acted as if they couldn't care less. They were looking out the window and looking really bored and their eyes were wandering around the room. Um, and then one of the officers said something like, are you sure he knew you meant no? Maybe he thought you meant yes. And so in that instant, I realized, hmm, if the NYPD doesn't know what no is, there's not going to be much hope for this case. Um, and so I I didn't have the idea to start a campaign at all. 
Um, however, just given their reaction, just several days later, I started writing these messages with chalk in the streets of New York City. And I was just writing messages like no means no or respect your partner's wishes and just really simple messages about um, creating a culture of consent. And, um, and so I did that consistently for about a year. And being in New York City was, you know, the best place in the world for me to start a movement because there's thousands of people there. There, you know, a lot of them were supportive. And so that's how Stop Rape Educate started. Um, And then about six months later, I started um, like planning out my world tour. And I uh, ended up going on a trip around the world to meet my followers in in different countries. Oh, cool. Yeah. What, what, um, what, what, what would you say if you have one, a favorite country that you've been to with the campaign? Um, I, I, I don't know. It's tough. Um, maybe England because England was like, I mean, England is very advanced when it comes to like women's rights, human rights, and like having these like conversations. Um, I'm not sure how advanced they are in consent. Um, but I just saw a lot of support there. Um, and then I also really enjoyed going to South Africa, even though, you know, that was that trip did not go as planned. I I really enjoyed being there because I could tell that the work was impactful and that the community really needed it and supported it. And, um, you know, I'd like to go back and, and learn a little bit more about the culture before diving in again. But, um, you know, it was all great. That's for sure. And my brother actually lives in uh, London. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I love London. Yeah. Um, Great. are you, uh, like related to your own, uh, the holistic healing, what type of, uh, you know, holistic practices do you engage in? What type of holistic healing? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's honestly so many techniques, like anything from movement therapy. So like dance, yoga, um, exercise, um, is really like even just something as simple as exercise is really empowering for a survivor to re not only reclaim their body with, but to also feel empowered and it reduces stress and depression and anxiety. So, you know, just doing one simple thing like that can have a profound effects on, on healing trauma and, um, and all of the symptoms and PTSD that come with it. Um, And so then I've tried also just mindfulness techniques like meditation and breath work. Um, You know, there's a variety of things. I I also love, you know, I mentioned art therapy. Um, So I I love just doing creative expression through either drawing, painting, through chalk art and my feminist messages. Um, And I definitely do a lot of writing and journaling as a form of creative expression and just natural healing to get out thoughts and, um, and to get in touch with myself and, and also music therapy. So I, I, I sing, I play the ukulele, I play the guitar and, um, you know, I, I've written about my trauma in my songs. So, um, you know, there's literally dozens of ways that I've tried without, with, throughout the past several years. And, and I, and I sort of just explored these methods on my own and I found that they were working much better than taking pills and going to a therapist. 
yeah. know, which is like sort of like the Western, you know, Model. prescription for a survivor of right. abuse or trauma is sure. go, to, go get medicine and go talk to a counselor, which that can work very well for some people. And I don't discourage it. However, I do encourage people to, if that works for them, to partner and use some holistic techniques in addition to going to therapy mm-hmm. and taking medication so that they can really uh, work on their healing in a holistic manner, addressing the mind, body, and spirit. Right. No, I think that, that's very important. Uh, I mean, one of the things, I forget exactly who said this. I think it may have been this um, this psychiatrist that, that writes a lot about trauma, uh, Bessel van der Kolk. Uh, he really has this book called The Body Keeps the Score. I don't know if you've heard of that one. but No, I'll have a, to look into yeah, it. Yeah, it's a great, I mean, he talks about more holistic methods, too, about healing trauma. But I, I think he said this, that we don't heal in isolation. No, actually, it wasn't him, but. This other person said it, but it wasn't him. But I, I forget the person's name now. But it, basically, we don't heal in isolation. We heal in community. And I think, I think that's one of the problems with the, the traditional Western approach that, yeah, going to your therapist and, and, uh, or taking your medication, that it's, I think you definitely need to engage in a community of survivors or other, you know, uh, holistic people that are mm-hmm. open to the you know, receptive to providing a safe community for healing. And as I think that's, I think that's very important. I was wondering what your, uh, your take is on that, uh, that concept that we need to heal together rather in isolation. Yeah, you know, definitely me starting, you know, Stop Rape Educate has allowed for me to um, be around a community of survivors and around, it allows survivors to connect with each other. And I've just see the, I see the positive impact that it has on being able to openly express and talk about pain and trauma and healing you know even my best friend you know we that's how we became best friends because early on we discovered that we were both survivors and and, you know into this day it's a recurring theme in our like our conversation almost every single time we hang out we talk about our trauma and and our healing and it's been like that for three years yeah you know and, and that relationship with her has profoundly helped me because i'm able to express things that you know i'm you know trying to figure out or maybe she has some advice that she can give me and not to mention she's studying she's doing her master's in psychology right now oh, yeah? to help you know other survivors so we actually both work in the field of um of healing and as survivors ourselves so, um, yeah, it's really great to be able to, you know, talk about healing and, and trauma with other people. So I agree that being in a community can definitely have a really positive impact yeah. on trauma. And one of the other things I, I found, I mean, there's a lot of research that supports this, that uh, people that have, that have experienced trauma are more empathetic and are more uh, sensitive to others' pain. And, you know, my perspective is that's sort of a blessing and a curse of, uh, you know, it's a blessing that yeah. you're, you're able to, to empathize more, but then you also feel more. And I was wondering what your, uh, what your perspective is on, on that. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm uh, definitely an empath and I do feel more. Um, it, it's a blessing and a curse, but I think we can definitely use it to our advantage um, you know, it allows me as a healer and, you know, working with other people allows me to like sympathize with where they are. Um, and also like, you know, I think a big problem I was having is that I was too strong 
at, at one point, especially when I started Stop Rape Educate, I just wanted to be like this, my own superhero and the world superhero. And it got to a point where like, I wasn't empathizing anymore. Like I was, I was honestly too empowered to even identify with someone who had freshly been victimized and therefore I wasn't really even able to help them. So when we're in touch with our empathy, um, it can help us, um, like really connect on a human, like a really basic human level, um, that can allow us to help other people. Um, so being in touch with that is really important. Um, and now I'm, I'm really careful to not be of a place of too much empowerment because I want to be able to relate to people. Right. Um, cause I do remember what it was like to see someone really strong and confident and healed thinking like, damn, I'll never be there. You right. know what? Like they, they're t- telling me the techniques, but I don't feel like I can actually do that. Um, so yeah, the empathy is really important to just stay in tune with as a healer. So that you can um, truly just stay in touch and and help and reach out. What of yeah, and I mean in the work you're doing, I'm sure you're uh, you're I guess you're trying to influence this this idea in terms of how how do you think patriarchy sort of affects um, yeah the work you do and uh, you know what's um, and also I mean I, I really the more I sort of uh, sort of study trauma and various things, I just feel that the whole this whole culture of patriarchy is a real big uh, uh, barrier and and um, I think a root cause a lot of these problems in in our society. Yeah, it is. Um, And so my work is pretty much centered around deconstructing it and exposing it and and reshaping it, Uh Uh, you know? And so a lot of my work is just around like, not like, oh, I'm going to take down the patriarchy, but more of like educating people on like what it is and why it's a problem. You know, um, because just as you said, like the healing should be done in community. I believe that social change, like it can only be done in community. So um, so instead of me just attacking patriarchy, it's my method is more of like educating people so that the community, we can all work together in creating the world that we want and need. And so um, it's a big challenge, but it's it's definitely the way to go in creating a better world without sexual violence. No, absolutely. I mean, one of the things from my vantage point being in the mental health field that, um, that there's all been a lot of people talking about this, this approach of trauma informed care, but I, I, a lot of our, uh, a lot of our systems like the mental health systems, the, a lot of the, 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 the facilities and providers that treat people with uh, uh, substance abuse, that they all operate still from this, uh, in a lot of patriarchal ways and are, use coercive tactics with people that I, unfortunately, that I just feel reinforce the, the traumas that the, the people that, are, uh, that these systems are serving. Um, they just reinforce a lot of the same uh, traumas, unfortunately. And I, and I really think... Uh, yeah, what I found, I mean, now I'm really trying to, to I mean, I, before I, I try to talk to people in power and I just feel that they're, they're so resistant to change. And I, and I really think it's uh, that we're going to get more change happening to really going after the people and especially young people and trying to educate them like you're doing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. And that's how change happens, too. Yeah, and I was wondering, you know, and you're, you're, uh, from your, the work you're doing with, uh, in college campuses, what, how, how have you been, rec- been received there? 
Uh, very well. I had two engagements this in the past week. Um, last Tuesday, I was at Arizona State University, and on Thursday, I was at University of California, Santa Barbara. And, I mean, it's mostly, like, student-organized events right. and for student-run events. And um, a lot of the colleges have, like, a, you know, sexual violence group or organization on campus. So I've mostly been invited by those groups, and um, and they've been very well-received. You know, there's been a lot of people who are actively involved in the group but never came out as a survivor um, so we saw a lot of like new survivors coming out at the events that I was at this week and it was really empowering. Um, you know, it seems like the students care, but at the same time they brought up the, the problems on their campuses. You know, although the people who invited me care, they're still the fraternities that right. don't, you know, and that are perpetuating patriarchy and rape culture. Exactly. And it's like a bat, like a battle between the two. And even one of the students said, you know, what should we do about the um, the fraternities on campus that are causing, you know, the problems here? And I and I told them, you know, it's not about taking them down. I, I mean, I told them, like, you know, really just focusing your efforts on building what you're building. That's the best way to go about creating social change. Sure. You don't have to knock on the fraternity's door and give them a, a workshop on consent. You know, because your your audience is right here. The people who are going to help you and create social change are in this room right now. And um, and don't be anti, be pro, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, focus on what you're focused on and eventually they'll they'll learn. Right. Um, you know, I think that the students wanted a more uh, aggressive approach, uh-huh. but <laughs> I didn't have one for them. <laughs> yeah, and related to like, I mean, I know... Um... I know, like there's a network that that's good, the Male Survivor uh, Network. But in terms of uh, what resources would you recommend to other uh, like survivors uh, of sexual violence or sexual abuse? Um, it depends on what they need. Um, it's hard to say, like a general, uh, make a general recommendation. Um, you know, there's always the Rape and Incest National Network, Rain. Um, that was one of the main um, rape organizations here in the States and rain has a lot of resources that, um, could help people. Um, but I believe that every single person has individual needs. So it's hard to, um, say, Oh, this is a great place to go. Um, no, I know. I just was wondering, like, as I said, the only one that comes to my mind that I'm aware of is the, the for men, the male survivor one. I've heard good things about that one, but I don't there's, know. On Instagram, there's an organization called one in org, mm-hmm. And that's an organization that, um, specifically helps male survivors okay. of sexual abuse. Um, and I really love what they do. I, I I don't know how active they are year round, but especially during sexual assault awareness month, um, I see a lot of their promotions and, um, and they, they are really a wonderful voice for male survivors. Um, yeah. So I do recommend them for sure. Uh, have, I mean, I imagine you maybe have been down to the, have you been to the Miami area uh, before? Oh, actually, no. No, you should come down. I mean, I, I think definitely need people like you down here. It's, it's. Uh... <laughs> I will get there for sure one day. That's that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I could maybe help facilitate that if we maybe talk further. Um, um, Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, because I just find in this, you know, the, this area that I live in down here, um, I'm in between Fort Lauderdale and Miami, and it's just. Uh, Ooh. Have you been to Latin America? 
Yes, I have. Yeah, and I think it's partially that Latin influence. I just feel it's a very... Yeah, women in general, are, I feel, are very objective. Uh, they, I mean, it goes both ways. I mean, each both sexes sort of feed into it, but it's a very... Um, yeah, very... Uh, how do I... What's a good word to say it? Uh, very... Um, yeah, everybody. Sex is just so objectified down here. It's just. It's, uh, I. <laughs> yeah, I. I've seen that, yeah, for sure. So there's a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I just feel that it would, um, and especially, I mean, I, I've gone to a lot of the different holistic healing stuff around here, and <laughs> as you know, I mean, all like you know, you know, any like big yoga thing or anything or meditation, you're generally going to find a lot of people with trauma, but. I really would like to see people shift and be more open about it. And I just feel that's, you know, when people are just closed mm. off, it's, it's, it can be hard to connect and, and people do more. Uh, it's just, I, I think it's just like you said, the whole culture and consent, not even just about sex, about everything. If just people are just more open and honest, I just think the world would be a much better place. Mm-hmm. Definitely agreed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, any, I mean, that's about all I uh, I have. Any closing thoughts you might want to uh, impart? Um, well, no, I, nothing I can think of. I mean, you know, healing is a multi... I mean, I do want people to know, like, it doesn't happen in one step, you know. So it, healing is a process, and it's a journey, and it can be a lot of fun. It can be very educational. Um, it can be a little scary and rocky sometimes, but it can also be very empowering. So um, I just encourage people to take healing into their own hands. You know, you don't ask to be a, a victim. No one asks to be a victim. But being a survivor does take conscious effort. And um, it can really be a wonderful thing. So don't give up in the healing because it's really beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Amber, for, uh, for chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope to be in, in touch in the future. Same here. Thank you so much, Jeff. And th keep up the wonderful work that you're doing for yourself and the community. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.